You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. I am Allison Twitter from MLB.com, and I am here to speak with my good friend Thomas Harding, who is valiantly and courageously covering these Colorado Rockies for our website. Thomas, um, let's talk about the bullpen and, you know, things aren't going well for the Rockies. Let's, let's not uh, try to paint some rosy picture right now. Uh, it's been a very rough go. Uh, but the bullpen has really, really struggled. And recently you had an article that John Axford actually got his closing job back. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, it appears that he got this job back more from default than from a wonderful performance. It seems like they just need somebody to possibly step into that role and nobody's really maybe stepping up to the plate, so to speak. Yeah, no one's stepping up to the plate, and frankly, the issue right now is the bullpen is performing so poorly that it really doesn't matter who the closer is because leads never get to them. Um, the Rockies have, are, are just in a horrible stretch right now, and a number of the games have gotten good starting pitching, two really good starts from John Gray, a couple of good starts from Jorge De La Rosa. Um, the, the, the most recent win going into Wednesday was a complete game shut up by Chris Russin, which... It's only the 13th complete game shutout in Denver thrown by a Rockies pitcher in the team's history, which kind of goes to the point of it being a difficult place to pitch. But all these games, when they get to the bullpen, nothing good is happening. So what do they do? I mean, there's still 40-some games that, that remain. Um, is there anything that they can do Like when, when rosters expand? I mean, obviously, they, if they had guys that would be performing better out of the bullpen in the minor leagues, they'd be up here. Um, but where do they go from here just trying to get through a season? All right, so you look at the team at AAA Albuquerque, and Rex Brothers, who was one of the best left-handers in the game, he, he's performed really poorly there. I mean, uh, yeah, he's getting uh, some decent outings, but the, the walks and everything, they're still up. And that's been the problem there is that it's very hard to reach into the minors when the guys you have there, guys that you think are going to be pretty good uh, pitchers, are not performing well either. So right now I'm looking at it the way that I'm looking at the starting rotation, that they're running through guys just seeing who will be here when they're good and who won't. And I'm just saying this is a test for the bullpen. Some of these guys are going to have to step up. I mean, Tommy Canley, he throws at 97 miles an hour, and he's really effective in stretches, but when he can't throw a strike, it's really awful. Justin Miller throws the ball hard, throws the, and he went through a stage where he threw the ball pretty well, but because his command is waned, the, the results are bad. What they're going to have to do is figure out who can find a way to right the ship here and, and, and look at those guys as possibly being part of the bullpen next year. The other thing they need to do is make sure their scouts are out there looking at free agents, looking at trade possibilities, because this has to be shored up. I mean, you can look at the lineup and you can see some of the younger guys coming up, like Kyle Parker, who's you know, performing decently in his first stint in the major leagues. And you look at the lineup, and it's pretty good. Um, the starting pitching is what it is, but uh, there, there are some possibilities there. But if you can't put together a decent bullpen, you don't win very many games, especially playing in Denver. So that's gone from just part of the offseason to a big priority going into the offseason. And, and going back to Axford just for a second, um, because, I mean, his ERA yeah. is uh, not good, but is it – I think it may be a little deceptive because of it seems like the runs were all scored maybe in just a couple outings. I mean, has he been pretty steady for the most part? 
he was very steady for the first half of the year. Then he got into a major rut, and he's getting out of it. But if you look at his career, he's had those ups and downs during the season. Uh, the good part about it is Axford usually finds a way to right the ship and, and pitch pretty well. If you recall, last year he lost the closer job in Cleveland. But then by the end of the year, uh, the Pirates ended up claiming him and using him to help get to the playoffs. So he is the type of pitcher that does get into ruts, but also he finds ways to get out of them. So the Rockies will have a decision to make. He'll be arbitration eligible. And if they feel like um, you know, he, he, he's able to find a way to pitch well or maybe they find the right role for him, I could see them tendering him an offer um, to come back next season. But I, I do think this last month and month and a half as a closer, if they get the leads, will, be, will kind of play a big role in the decision. And uh, recent news that uh, catcher Michael McHenry um, sounds like he was playing through a heck of a lot of pain. Um, so he's finally going to be having some season-ending knee surgery. But what's that been like for him leading up to this? Yeah, there, there were a number of games that you would have expected him to catch that he didn't. Um, he still continued to play on, still continued to play. And as far back as June, there was knee damage. Uh, you know, catchers are a tough bunch to begin with. And McHenry has always been a pretty tough guy. A few years ago with the Pirates, he tore the other knee, the left knee, and played the rest of that game because Russell Martin needed a day off. He knew it, um, and, and and he's like, no, uh, Clint Hurdle, don't take me out of this game. He ended up getting four hits then having season-ending surgery. And I remember going to Pittsburgh for the playoffs when they introduced the players, and he limped out there. And he got one of the biggest ovations of anybody on that team. And that's the type of guy you have in Michael McHenry. I mean, you look at the Rockies, they have Tommy Murphy, who looks like he's going to be the catcher of the future. They also have Hudley. But uh, McHenry is a guy that even if, uh, even if he ends up elsewhere, he's the type that the Rockies are always going to appreciate his toughness and his uh, contribution to this team. So let's end with uh, talking about Walt Weiss a little bit. How's he handling all of this? What's it, what's it been like? He seems like such an even-keeled, kind of uh, low-key guy. What's it like after games? And, you know, just for uh, general knowledge, it's uh, night after night after night. The media has to cover no matter what's going on, and it starts with a meeting in the manager's office to recap what happened in the game. So how's he, how's he handling all of that? I'll tell you what, um, there, there have been some times where you could almost see the steam, but there are also times where he knows what's happening here, where, you know, if you manage a game where, say, John Gray strikes out five guys in his six innings or whatever, and you turn it to the bullpen and they blow it, and you don't have an option to go to, there isn't much a manager can do at this point. And that, that's a little tough for Walt Weiss because the Rockies are in a developmental stage where, um, say, a John Gray, you put them on a pitch count, or the starting pitchers, you, you, know, you go as long as you can with them for their 100 pitches. Then you turn to the bullpen, and really you're just testing to see if guys can get out of ruts right now. I mean, you're not reaching down there saying, this guy is nails in the seventh inning, and this guy is – our set of guy in eighth and our closer will close it out. You're you're literally looking for a fresh arm and hoping he can pitch. So Walt Weiss knows what he's dealing with, but it is tough for him. I mean, this is a guy who is a winning ball player throughout his major league career, um, and suddenly he's sitting here with uh, with a team that there's no reasonable way to look at it and not say uh, this team's time is coming in about 2017 or 18 rather than 2015 or 16. Okay, well, Thomas, hang in there. Thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.